This is Global Greek Influence. In this episode, my guest is Christos Dimas, the Deputy Minister of Development and Investments in charge of research, innovation and technology. Christos studied law at the University of Athens and at Queen Mary University of London. He completed his Master's in Comparative Politics at the London School of Economics and Political Science and his PhD in European Political Economy at the LSE. He worked as the London correspondent of Apogeovmatini newspaper and completed his practical experience at the BBC. Finally, before running for office in the Greek national elections of May 2012, he worked as a consultant in the Boston Consulting Group. Christos, in my opinion, has the most important portfolio in the current government and the hope for the large scientific community the country possesses, with its majority, unfortunately, emigrating for professional, academic and research-related employment. The Greek economy is to a large extent based on less knowledge, energy-intensive activities in the transportation, trade and tourism sectors. This is in great contrast to the rich intellectual and scientific potential of the country. Technological progress and innovations are key drivers for sustainable economic growth in developed economies, innovative and internationally competitive industries and large enterprises with high added value and sophisticated jobs should become the core to the Greek economy. Greece needs to develop an effective innovation system and a long-term development strategy. Prerequisites are the improvement of the regulatory and business environment and the reform of the Greek R&D system, which the current government addresses but has not been done as intensively in the past. Today, Christos and I are going to discuss about what the reforms his portfolio brings to the country's scientifically talented individuals and the economy, all the necessary steps that need to be taken are planned and executed so that research, technology and innovation lead to the economic growth of the country. Welcome Panayota and it's my pleasure to, to speak with you today. How challenging is it for Greece to absorb its scientific talents and turn them into entrepreneurship and exclusive products? It is extremely challenging. Uh, I would note for two main reasons. First of all, because we haven't uh, succeeded in doing so uh, to the extent that we are capable. And the second reason has to do with the fact that we have very talented individuals. Uh, we have uh, excellent scientists and uh, young entrepreneurs, both within the country, but even outside the country. So one, uh, one of the great challenges that the, co- the current government is facing is to see what it can do in order to to keep its uh, scientific human capital within the country, uh, give real incentives during the, the previous decade, mostly due to the financial crisis, uh, to, to come back, uh, start being productive within the country and uh, being capable of uh, completing their, their, their dreams uh, within Greece. So it's a huge challenge, but it's one of the strategic priorities that the government has, uh, uh, has placed. Can you tell us a bit more about the establishment of the National Council of Research, Technology and Innovation as the supreme advisory body of the state in matters of research and innovation? Okay, I'll start by taking one step back. The, one of the first initiatives that the Greek government, the new Greek government took was actually to 
take the General Secretariat of Research and, and Technology uh, from the structures of the Ministry of Education and move it uh, within the structures of the Ministry of uh, Development and Investments. The main reason this happened was because we wanted to see how we can link much more effectively uh, the scientific research produced in the country with entrepreneurship and especially innovation. So uh, we, we started uh, seeking for people that could actually give uh, real advice to the government about the direction that we should move forward towards. Uh, we decided that it should be a, 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 a swift body of uh, 11 experts, which were cherry-picked. Uh, so we started uh, finding scientists from uh, different institutions, scientists within the country. We have had significant progress, both in research innovation. Allow me to say that it's the first time that the Greek government has actually included people that are not professors, university professors, or from research centers exclusively within the body. So we have people that are from the ecosystem, people that have uh, spin-offs, successful spin-offs, or even uh, from uh, the venture capital funds. Uh, so it's an excellent group of uh, individuals uh, coming both from uh, research centers and universities, but also from uh, the, the ecosystem. And uh, up until now, the, um, the cooperation is uh, excellent. Uh, we have set, uh, in order to define who is a startupper or the legislation regarding spin-off or spin-outs coming from the universities and the research centers, uh, and even how we should proceed uh, on the issue of uh, technology transfer offices. So the National uh, Assembly for Research, Technology and Innovation has, uh, has uh, played a crucial role and we hope that it will continue to do so. Now, the next question is, do companies in the field of R&D find a competitive edge in Greece to work with research institutes and startup companies to strengthen innovation in our country? Okay, one, uh, one of the very important uh, initiatives uh, regarding uh, the better use of the European funds that, that have uh, reached the country in the last years uh, was uh, an initiative uh, called Research, Innovate and uh, Create in Greek, which uh, was very successful in bringing together companies, research centers and universities in order to find practical solutions in, uh, in, uh, in real problems. So we have had very successful programs uh, on that initiative but we, we want to, to go a step forward. Uh, so one of our legislative initiatives, which we voted uh, exactly eight days ago, uh, last Monday, uh, was an initiative where we, where we more than triple the financial incentives, the, the tax incentives for the companies that invest in, uh, in R&D expenses. So we more than tripled the super deductions from 30% to 100% uh, 
for companies that invest in, uh, in, in R&D. This is, this is a very important initiative and allow me, allow me to say that our logic was that, first of all, we want to see companies invest more in R&D and especially when you have so many young scientists leaving the country uh, and going to, to produce in, in other countries in, in Europe, Asia, uh, the States, all around the world. We want to see how we can help the companies that already have presence in Greece to invest more in, uh, in, in that field. Uh, so this gives them a very good uh, financial incentive. At the same point though, we wanted to see how we can, we can make Greece uh, a more friendly uh, environment for companies to come and set up their R&D centers within the country. So with uh, this financial incentive, Greece becomes much more appealing for international companies, for multinational companies to come and invest heavily in the country and even create R&D centers. This will help boost uh, R&D expenses in the country and we hope that it will open new job opportunities for Greek scientists in, in the near future. So it's, it's an important step forward to see how we can link more effectively the, the business community with uh, the scientific community. It has been announced quite a while ago that uh, there are going to be built and established the innovation district in Athens and Thessaloniki. One wonders how could these innovation districts could be sustainable in the long term in terms of external funding, in terms of products developed? First of all, allow me to, to start saying that they are two different projects and I will differentiate between the two projects. Uh, the first project has to do with the creation of an innovation district in, uh, in Athens. Uh, and this will be uh, uh, in, uh, in Pireos Street. It's very close to the, to the, uh, to the stadium of the soccer field uh, of uh, Olympiakos. Uh, but it has not been announced a while now. It's, it's an initiative that started uh, with the new government from scratch. So it's something completely new. We started uh, this time last year uh, searching all around Attica uh, to, to find uh, a, a place where we could actually uh, complete an innovation district. Uh, we saw uh, many different areas and uh, we came to the conclusion that uh, the, the old uh, industry of, of Hropi, Hromaturgia Pireos, which was a, a, an innovation center in the, in the previous centuries, actually. It's a, it's a place where more than 1,000 workers uh, worked in the, in the uh, chemical industry in, in the previous uh, century. Uh, and uh, we, we hope that it will, it will be uh, uh, the, the heart of innovation not only of Greece, but uh, I would dare to say of Southeastern Europe and the Balkans. So it's, it's a project that will proceed with a public-private partnership. The Greek state will not pay anything in order to, uh, to create it. But what is more interesting is, is that uh, it, it will be the natural uh, ground of uh, innovation of the country. So we want to attract their uh, companies and industries uh, parts of their R&D departments, actually, startuppers, uh, 
spin-offs, uh, all of the ecosystem and create practical synergies. So imagine that the uh, R&D departments of the companies will be presenting to the ecosystem, to the startups, the direction towards uh, where exactly their companies are, are going and the startups will be presenting to the companies uh, and to the rest of the ecosystem what they are dealing with, therefore creating important synergies and mostly uh, creating matchmaking opportunities and business opportunities for, for everybody. This, this has to do with, uh, with the Innovation District in Athens, which we hope will, will start, uh, we will start building it uh, in, uh, in approximately in, in the last uh, semester of 2021, we will start building it. Uh, then we have the project of, uh, of Tessintec. Tessintec is, is a different project. Uh, it's a much, a much bigger uh, area. Uh, it's 760 uh, 60, uh, square, square kilometers, if I'm not making a mistake. Um, and uh, it's, uh, our, our goal is to build uh, many, attract many companies that will actually install all of their R&D centers in the area, in Thessaloniki, and around these R&D centers, we will build an ecosystem, the local ecosystem, together with parts of the University of uh, Aristotelio in Thessaloniki, uh, of uh, the research centers in, in the area there, especially Aketa, uh, and uh, the local ecosystem that is the startups uh, and, uh, um, and, uh, and the spin-offs. Uh, this is proceeding well also in, uh, in, the, in the bill that we had last week in the parliament. We, we uh, passed all of the necessary legislation in order to allow Fesintech to become a company uh, which will start operating in order to create uh, the Fesintech Technological Park. And um, we are very happy with the development of both projects at the time being and hopefully within the next couple of years, these projects will not only be PowerPoint presentations, but we will have uh, the, the first tenants uh, in, in both cases. Actually, among the innovation districts in Athens and Thessaloniki were announced a while ago last autumn, because I think I read an online article referring to those two districts announced uh, by your ministry. So one can assume that both districts are going to become self-sustainable based on the income they will generate through external investments, through cutting-edge products. Allow me to note that both of them will not be run by the state. So they will be run by um, private uh, investors. One will be the administrator in the innovation district in Athens. The other will be a non-profitable company in uh, in the fashion tech. Uh, so the 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 viability is is extremely important uh, for for the two projects. In in both cases, um, one a very important factor has to do with uh, uh, the tenants that will be renting uh, uh, offices uh, within the premises. Uh, and what is crucial is to differentiate between a real estate project 
in a project of innovation. So we don't want any, any, any sort of tenants, for example, in the innovation district in Athens. We want a, a viable business plan that will uh, ensure that it's a project of innovation and not a project of, uh, of real estate. Um, we, are, we are quite satisfied with uh, the progression of uh, both projects and the business plans. And uh, according to the first indications, we, we believe that uh, the, the companies will be uh, more than viable. Uh, they, they will have actually uh, important, uh, important economic uh, results. So uh, at the time being, we are, we are not very much worried about that. What, what makes us anxious though, is uh, the fact that there are two uh, very big projects, two uh, emblematic projects, allow me to say, which we want them to, to, to proceed smoothly. We are very optimistic that they will do so, but you understand that there are always little problems that we have to solve. Uh, we hope that we will be able to deliver within the time timeline that we have, we have set which is an optimistic timeline, but uh, we are determined to, to do anything in order, according to the, the uh, legal limits always, uh, in order to ensure both that they uh, have a, that their viability, but also that they are delivered on time. How will large enterprises play a critical role in nurturing the startup ecosystem by partnering in product development and funding mentorship programs when one knows that many times the industry can ignore brilliant science at the stage of proof of concept? Okay, one, one of the issues that we dealt with from uh, when I came to office uh, here in the Ministry of Development and Investments was how, how we can give extra incentives both to the ecosystem but also to the large uh, enterprises that you, that you say, how we can help matchmaking and, and building more bridges uh, between uh, important companies uh, and, uh, and the ecosystem. Uh, this, this is something that if you've traveled around in, in the US and Europe and Israel, it's a, it's a common practice. So it's extremely important uh, in, in Greece as well to see how we can uh, put in, in the innovation uh, procedure more the, the, the big companies. Um, what we realized uh, from, from the first point was that in Greece, first of all, even if you want to give uh, specific uh, uh, tools or incentives to the startup ecosystem, uh, there's actually absolutely no mapping of the, of the ecosystem. You don't know how many startups you have, in which field or sector they are, um, what, uh, what their EBITDA is, uh, how many employees they have. You have ab absolutely no statistics uh, about the ecosystem. So if you want to bring the companies, the big companies, uh, to assist them or even the state to, to uh, legislate initiatives, you first of all need to map the ecosystem. So we created, uh, we started thinking and creating uh, uh, an electronic platform, which uh, will be the starting point of uh, all of the ecosystem. So we will map 
uh, all of the, the startups, the, um, the incubators we have, the accelerators, all of the venture capital funds, uh, but also, as you said, the big companies that uh, want to be part of the uh, innovation ecosystem. And um, we legislated the Elevate Greece uh, eight days ago. We hope that within August it will be on air. Uh, and it's a very important tool that will help both the state, but, uh, but also private actors, and I'm mostly referring to banks or big companies, as you said, uh, to, to create synergies uh, between them. So, for example, we had uh, many important companies uh, telling us that they want to invest in the Greek ecosystem. They want to start mentorship programs with uh, some of the startups, or they want to link them in their global innovation networks, or they want to, to invest money in, in, in the ecosystem where we have banks that want to, to give specific banking products to, to the Greek startup ecosystem. And Elevate Greece is a very good tool in order to achieve all of these goals. At the same time, though, um, we, we legislated specific incentives for business angels. And this is something that I want to point It's the first time that the Greek state uh, legislates uh, for, for uh, financial incentives for business angels. So uh, people that want to invest uh, on, uh, on uh, our ecosystem now have an extra incentive. This is something that in, in most developed uh, countries you have uh, specific uh, incentives, tax incentives, and, and beyond tax incentives as well uh, for business angels. This is important because we want to see how we can uh, bring all of the, all of the actors, uh, the actors of, uh, of our uh, ecosystem together and create synergies in order to, uh, to be more competitive on a global, on a global stage. Uh, so with Elevate Greece, we hope that we help not only the ecosystem, but also the companies, the big companies that have presence in the country and want to invest more on uh, talented individuals and companies. I think that you covered most of uh, the part of my following question, which was how the portal for ecosystem innovation Elevate Greece could help innovative researchers becoming entrepreneurs. So what should a young scientist do if she or he has a brilliant idea that leads to a promising product? How can they utilize that online ecosystem? First of all, uh, in, in order to enter the, the National Registry of, uh, of uh, Startups, there are some on-off criteria. So it's, it's not something where anyone can actually uh, enter the, the, the National Registry of, uh, of Startup Ecosystem. So we have, for example, some of the on-off criteria have to do with how many years uh, the company is existing. If it's more than eight years, uh, you, you cannot be part of it. You're not a startup. If, if you have more than uh, 50, uh, uh, 50 million, uh, you're not part of the ecosystem. If you have more than 250 employees, uh, similarly. Uh, then there are types of companies uh, that uh, are excluded from, from their nature. 
Uh, at the same time, though, there are some uh, uh, other criteria that have to do with, uh, uh, with two main factors. First of all, you must have uh, the, uh, the, the presence of uh, uh, innovation. So either in the product, the service, or the process uh, that, that you have. And the second has to do with scalability. There, there must be uh, the potential of, uh, of, of scalability. These, these though, are, are two uh, criteria where uh, experts from the ecosystem will evaluate whether uh, the potential members of the, uh, of the registry have it or not. So it's important to say that uh, if a startup or a scientist has created a company, uh, they should uh, they should apply to to join. Not everyone, though, uh, will will be capable of entering the registry. Now we're we're also trying to see how we can give more more incentives to to young scientists and especially scientists in our research centers or scientists in our in our universities. So we we passed legislation last week where we give the uh, where we give uh, the opportunity. Uh, to uh, scientists that uh, work in projects uh, where there's no state funding, no public funding, but funding has, has come either from uh, uh, European or international funds or even from private funds, and we give them the ability uh, to, to give, uh, uh, in, in these cases, any... any uh, 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 salaries that are much more competitive than what the state provides at the moment. So this is a, an important initiative. We also uh, excluded from any uh, uh, taxation uh, all of the uh, uh, scholarships that the Greek state is, uh, is giving. This is also an important financial incentive. We want to see how we can, we can make the environment for our young scientists uh, much more attractive uh, and give them more incentives. That's why we're also changing all of the legislation, as I said in the beginning, of, uh, of uh, spin-offs and spin-outs coming from universities. We don't suggest that we have uh, a magic wand and we can change everything uh, at once, but we think that these are uh, important steps towards the right direction. So, uh, young young scientists and young entrepreneurs uh, should uh, be considering more and more uh, the option of remaining within the country and believing that they are capable of producing something that can be competitive at a global stage within the country and that it's not necessary to leave the country in order to uh, to be competitive at a global stage. What will the synergy between the university's technology transfer centers, the ecosystem innovation Elevate Greece, and the innovation districts in Athens and Thessaloniki be? Uh, definitely, and it's a it, it's a very good question because uh, our our strategic plan. Uh, hopes that within two years, three years from now, that we will have uh, a natural ground of innovation. So the innovation district in Athens, Thessintech in Thessaloniki, that elevate Greece will will have developed more and more 
and uh, will be a, an important everyday tool for the, the startups and the ecosystem. So you will have the digital platform, but at the same time, you will have a natural ground uh, of innovation. Matchmaking will be possible both on a digital uh, ground, but also uh, on, on the natural ground. Hopefully, we will have uh, proceeded with uh, uh, more important uh, uh, legislations regarding the, the functioning of the research centers, uh, making them uh, uh, much more adaptable to the global competition, so giving them more incentives to, to produce. Uh, I would also like to say that we will, our, our goal is to see how we can give even more incentives to companies to invest more in, in, in R&D. When you invest in, in R&D, you invest in the Greek scientists. And this is extremely important for us take into account how many scientists have, uh, have uh, left the country and how many are, are currently considering to leave the country. So we believe that having a, a complete strategic plan, both with Elevate Greece, with uh, the Innovation District, Fesintech, the incentives for the companies, making our research centers uh, more competitive will, will help boost research and innovation in Greece. The hope is that we will have made decisive steps towards the right direction. Now, if we are going to move a little bit away from the reforms within Greece in order to make it more attractive to external investors, how will transnational agreements on cooperation in research, technology development and innovation grow these sectors future at home? Bilateral agreements with other countries are, are important in my view and uh, we have some bilateral agreements uh, in R&D, uh, some working better than, uh, than others, but especially within the European Union there is not a, a great need to to actually uh, sign bilateral agreements. But uh, even with EU members, there, there is interest, especially with those that have a developed uh, uh, ecosystem. So for example, with Germany, we have an excellent uh, bilateral agreement and uh, common uh, research projects in, uh, in various fields. Uh, at the same point, we, we are extending uh, our agreements, both in depth, but also in, uh, in, in terms of uh, uh, of, of countries with which we have agreements. We have, uh, we were about to sign a bilateral R&D agreement with the United States in, in March, but unfortunately due to the coronavirus, uh, the U.S. mission had to uh, uh, postpone their visit to, to the country. We might uh, sign it uh, virtually. Uh, we have an ongoing agreement with China, which uh, is developing well, another one with Russia, also with Israel, where we had recent talks and we want to see how we can uh, further these, uh, these uh, agreements. Uh, we are also uh, in discussion with uh, Cyprus, especially because there is a, a clear link between Greece and Cyprus uh, on, uh, on many issues. So bilateral agreements are, are important, but they are important when, when you have uh, fruitful agreements, which, uh, which means when there are uh, on, on both cases, uh, scientists uh, willing and wanting to, to cooperate in order to uh, achieve specific results. One final question, Christos. 
I think this one is important, and many might not know of what happened only a month after the election of the new government. What are your thoughts about the editorial of the world's leading multidisciplinary science journal website, Nature, titled Syriza may have lost the election, but Greece's research reforms deserve to stay, which in my opinion is unheard of in terms of the purposes or the precedence of the journal. Um, I, I would prefer to say that the specific uh, journal on its next edition, after uh, the one where it had this, uh, this comment, uh, uh, corrected its mistake. So they, they clearly understood that it was a very big mistake and uh, on their own initiative uh, they, they corrected it. So I would prefer not, not making any, any, any further comments. The fact that they understood that uh, dealing with uh, uh, such issues is only insulting for themselves and the fact that they corrected it on their next uh, editorial is, uh, is okay with me. What I would want to say though is that Greece has been lagging unfortunately uh, in the European Innovation Scoreboard. So the fact that out of 28 member states, Greece was on the 20th position both in 2017 and 2018 speaks on its own. What we are doing at the moment, and we believe we will have important improvement in, in the European Innovation Scoreboard, especially from 2020 and afterwards, is the best answer to any sort of uh, that, that critic. At this point, I would like to thank you, Christoph, for taking the time to speak to the Global Greek Influence about the work you have undertaken as Deputy Minister of Development and Investment for Research, Innovation and Technology. Thank you, Panagiotou. It was my pleasure discussing with you and uh, thank you for inviting me and giving me, giving me the uh, opportunity to express my view and our policies on, on this very important, as you said, field. I hope this discussion on the future of research, innovation and technology in Greece has been informative and useful to those of you who listened to this episode that it will inspire you to look out to the opportunities that might open for a more sustainable economy in the country. Do not forget to follow, subscribe and like the Global Greek Influence podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Angor FM and seven more platforms to be up to date with all the new episodes.